Hallelujah. 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 Well, as everyone goes to their classes and abandons Pastor Tony, we're going to start. I want to start again by saying something similar as to what I said last week. I have got to be pastor. So, uh, again, like last week, I'm not going to try to entertain you or keep you interested or anything like that. I'm just going to be pastor. So for those of you who are in the room who consider this your church home and me the pastor, your pastor, please hear what I have to say. Those of you who are watching digitally, I pray that if you live close enough that you would make it here not to see me in person but to have the fellowship of the saints as we're commanded in the Bible. And for those of you who are far away watching us online or listening, I pray that you would find a local church if this one's too far from you. Continue to listen. I'm, I'm honored and I pray God will reach and touch you. But you need to find a local church and be in the fellowship of the saints. Amen? So with that in mind, as me being pastor and I have to pastor, we're going to begin in Galatians chapter 5. And I'm just going to say it now. I know that the, your, I can, I'm going to be able to hear the eyes roll back in your head when we start. You know, I know that. It's, you're not going to, you're not going to, there's not going to be a lot of scriptures here this morning that uh, many of us have not been in numerous times, both on our own and in this church. But please, please, pay attention to Holy Spirit. Please. Amen? Amen. Galatians 5, beginning verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, I want to make sure that we understand. I'm I'm reading that from the New Living Translation. And the reason why I've chosen to read out of the New Living Translation is because as in past and as you guys know, some of these things we can go bit by bit as it relates to these things that the Holy Spirit is naming. But this says it pretty plainly. But there are a couple that I'm going to touch on before we go further. Okay? Specifically, you know, I'm just. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your old nature is sinful. We have to acknowledge that. That's why when the Bible says things that there's none righteous, no, not one, it's because just due to nature itself, you are in opposition with God's will, with God's intention, with God's nature for you. Amen? Okay, so there's no one that is not in need of reconciliation back to God. Now, I know that that's very simplistic, very rudimentary, but I I have to say it because so many times that that I've come into contact with Christians and even lay people, I'm I'm sorry, even non-Christians, they think that because they're not as bad as the next person that they're okay. And I've said it time and time from this pulpit, and I will continue to say it because, my brothers and sisters, again, we cannot compare ourselves with other people. 
We must compare ourselves with Jesus Christ because that's who we're called to be like. And that's whose spirit we have now residing in us if we're born again. And the reason why He's given us His spirit is because He, listen, He doesn't hope. He requires us to live like He lived. I just want to make sure that we understand that. And see, most preachers like me that would say those things will get booed and hissed at, maybe not loudly and openly, but they just don't come to the church. Or they'll tune into somebody else. And, and, and we know that. But my brothers and sisters, this is important that we know. This is important that we know. <clears throat> if, we, if any of these things are suffered in our lives, it says very plainly, Anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So now watch. I know that that's not a big deal, especially to people who are maybe a little bit younger. See, when you get to be Pastor, Tony, to Pastor Tony's age, you say, well, Dad, that's good for you, Pastor Tony, because you're on the downside. You could, you, you, you know, you could be gone in any minute. You're just so old. It's amazing to me how people do have those thoughts and people do think that way, even young people. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to get off on a tangent here, but uh, have any of you heard the, or saw the headline, I guess Dwayne Haskins uh, just was hit by a dump truck. Yeah, the football player, 24 years old. He's, he's, he's being paid a lot of money for sitting the bench, basically for being an up-and-comer, for being someone who maybe will fill that someday. Uh, let's just look at the potential that may have been, Right? He could have been, in a couple of years, a $10 million quarterback. 24 years old. Less than half the age of Pastor Tony. Do you think that he started that day believing that this would be the last day on earth that he would walk? I don't know what was in his head. But how many of us actually think that? So my brothers and sisters, I want to make sure that we understand that we would be giving up what you are giving up. Eternity with God. Okay? So I, I know that everybody knows that, but I just want to make sure that we're all jumping over, we're all mindful of that. And this is not, oh, golly, aren't you excited now? Hey, hallelujah. That's, that's not what this is intended to be. There's, there is a certain brevity, there's a certain gravity that I think that we just forget. <laughs> well, and the reason why is we lend ourselves to all of these things that bring pleasure to the old sinful, sinful nature or we follow the old nature, the sinful nature. Amen? To the extent that we understand the things are wrong, but are you, are you with me? So let me just, again, sexual immorality. It's everywhere. All ages. You know, it doesn't matter. It, it just is. That's part of every day. It's before us. There's, you know, I mean, our children are being bombarded with it now in school. They're, they're, there's a fight over whether we should teach kindergartners about transgenderism and all this other stuff. My, my, are you kidding? Impurity, lustful pleasures, anything that, you know, it, you know lustful pleasures doesn't mean any uh, sexual it doesn't have to be just sexual my my i have a big problem with um feeding the body food that isn't necessarily good for it and doing it in excess right i've made no 
cover. I mean, I love ice cream. I love chips. I mean, I could eat all of that stuff. And so as funny and as silly as that sounds, let me, let me push on this just a little bit. This body is, is made by God. And there are certain things that are healthy for the body and there are certain things that are unhealthy for the body. And so now just because I'm a born-again Christian and I have divine health, that doesn't mean that I get to treat this body any way. So this is important. I want to give you a, an example. I have a, a, a long-time friend, a brother, uh, who, who knew another brother in the Lord. And this brother in the Lord had, had heart problems. And so he said to the one brother, he says, you know, when I get to heaven, that's one thing I'm going to ask God about, is why, why, why would I have these heart problems? And so the one brother says to him, listen, you don't have to wait till you get to heaven. I could tell you right now. <laughs> you know, you're laughing, you know what's coming. How about all of that fried and greasy food that you're eating? Okay, so now watch. I'm going to ask God why I had lung cancer. Well, how long were you smoking? Okay? Now that doesn't mean that everybody who smokes gets lung cancer and if you don't smoke, you don't get it. But let's just say this. If they're printing it on the package that it can cause that, then you're rolling the dice. So then why have to... Well, if God is, you know, is in healing, He's my Jehovah Rapha, well, stop doing some of the things that you're doing. So my brothers and sisters, when I come to something like lustful pleasures, how about idolatry? We all know that. Anything that we put before God becomes our idol. Sorcery. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm not into that witchcraft and all this other stuff. Well, let me tell you what that includes, okay? Are you drinking? Boy, it's pretty quiet. Are you, are you smoking dope? Uh-oh, I just lost another couple of members. Uh, well, come on. Are you snorting? What are you doing? Well, that's not witchcraft, Tony. I just do that. I've got to cut the edge. I've got to take the edge off. Uh-uh. That's, what, that's part of that. When you do those things, you're opening the door for Satan. You're opening the door for demonic spirits to inflict you or to afflict you. Excuse me for miswording that. To afflict you. Now, some of you are nodding yes, and some of you think that I'm out there. I'm, I'm, with, I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, this is truth, what I'm saying to you. So when it says something like sorcery, that doesn't mean that you have some kind of witchcraft thing going on. You have a room that's dedicated to the enemy, and you're going to go ahead and you're, you have an altar for Satan. No! You've made the altar for Satan when you've dedicated yourself that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have these drinks. Or the federal government now has said... Uh, marijuana is legal, and so that's good. That's taking that. No! No! It doesn't matter what the federal government says. It doesn't matter what any government says. What matters is what God says. And this is what God is saying. When you're imbibing, when you're doing these things, when you're, you're allowing the enemy access to you. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, we need to know these things. We need to take these things seriously. Because when we just dabble with this and dabble with that, the enemy doesn't look at it as, oh, he's just dabbling, I better leave him alone. Nope, there's my opening. There's the door. There's the breach. Come on. But then, and then we wonder why things aren't going well. Hostility. Hostility. Quarreling. 
arguing. I mean, do you do you always have to be right about everything? Or if someone has a different attitude than you do or about something, or if someone has a different opinion, do, I mean, must you argue about it? We're living in a culture and a society right now that says if someone disagrees, there are people in this room that don't agree with me 100%. There are certainly people that are watching online who don't agree with me 100%. I want to tell you, I love you, even though you're wrong. I love you. <laughs> You're not, you, we don't have to be enemies. We don't have to be hostile toward, toward each other. Amen? Amen? But that's become the order of the day. Quarreling, obviously. Jealousy. Outbursts of anger. Come on. Don't look at me like that, like none of you have ever... And just because you don't use that four-letter word anymore doesn't mean that we don't have an issue. This words, these words, outbursts of anger, don't mean necessarily that four-letter word. It means an outburst of anger. It means there's something welling up on the inside of you. Amen? Selfish ambition. Dissension. Division. I want to, I want to address this one real quick. How about divisions in the church and the body of Christ? Come on, man. In, in, the, in the body of Christ. Shouldn't be. Because then what happens from that is you end up with um, false doctrines and theologies. And you know people uh, take sides and then they want to bolster their side. and It's just ridiculous. Envy. Envy. Boy, I, if, you, if you look at it, there's jealousy and envy. You know, jealousy is I don't want you to have it. Envy is I want what you have. Drunkenness. I mean, it's pretty plain. Well, I don't get drunk, Tony. I just drink a little bit. Why open the door? Why open the door? And, and why show that to your young people? Wild parties. Wild parties includes a lot of things. And I'm not trying to be coarse or crass, but orgies. Things of that nature. I'm so glad. Things of that nature. And, and it's, you know what? That's in there for a reason. They did it back then, they're doing it now. And who is he talking to? He's talking to the church. He's talking to the church. He's talking, and we still live in the church age. He's talking to them, and he's talking to us. So it does not matter what the current culture says. It doesn't matter how far the how far the culture has slid onto the side of the enemy. It doesn't matter. Well, the Bible. You know, we got to reimagine the Bible that was written so many years ago. No, God is the same. This is really important to me and to you. And other sins like these, let me tell you again, as I've told you before, anyone who lives like that is forfeiting the kingdom of God. Period. That's it. Now I want to ask y'all something. Don't raise your hand. No, no, no. Seriously. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm not trying to be funny or smart. 
This is for a reason. I, I, I really believe Holy Spirit nudged me this morning. So I really want to go here, okay? Any of those things, any of those things, if you suffered any of those things, let's just say within the last week, and you know, and you haven't asked for forgiveness, you may have had a, and now the, <laughs> You may have lost your temper on the way to church this morning. That person cut you off and there was that little anger came out. And I'm not trying to be funny. It may have been, because I, I know that a lot of times when Michelle and I were younger, and on Sunday mornings, if there was going to be a problem getting the kids ready for church or doing something, we'd have a problem uh, church morning. So it could have been this morning. It couldn't have. But if, there, if any of these things has been an issue for you, don't raise your hand. We're going to go to him in prayer right now. And, and I, and please, please, let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be honest with God going forward. Amen? Amen. So let's go to Him. Great God, our Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, this is not done for show, any kind of exhibition. Lord, I truly feel in my heart that we need to confess before you. As this scripture ministers to me, ministers to me, I know that there's others under the sound of my voice who would say, yes, I've suffered some of these things. Yes, Lord, I ask you to forgive me for following these things that are of my sinful nature, my old nature. Forgive me, Lord, for not having you number one always. Forgive me, Lord, for being led by, my, by the lust of this body, the lust of this flesh. Forgive me, Lord, for trying to fill spots with alcohol, with drugs, with any sort of Anything other than you. Lord, forgive me. Forgive us. Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray that we would be clean in this moment as we appeal, Lord, appeal to the cross of Christ and His blood that covered these sins. Both the ones that we committed before we came to you the very first time and the ones that we've committed since then. And now, even now, Lord, for those sins that we've committed even in the last few days, even in the last few hours, Lord, forgive us, please. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Father, we don't want to go back to those things. So help us, Lord, not just to have forgiveness in this moment, and, but Father, grace, grace, grace that we won't return to those things. Father, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? So if you're in this room and you prayed a prayer and you gave it to Him, you're clean. If you meant it, you're clean. If you're watching, if you meant it, you're clean. You're clean. This is, the slate is clean. This is a fresh start. Amen? So now we're going to continue in Galatians. Galatians now going forward in verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against these things. 
Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and the desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, His Spirit, capital S, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. In how many parts of our lives? Every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Okay? My brothers and sisters, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go very long in this scripture, but there are a couple of highlights here because we're going to go straight into love. There's a reason why... My brothers and sisters, I believe that love is first and it's underlined. Obviously, God is love. The essence of God is love. But I want to, we're going to hit on that one pretty hard today if the Lord continues to allow me. Let us follow the Holy Spirit's leading. Capital S. Important. Not our own spirit. Not what we think, how we feel, what our mind says. But God's spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. full gospel minister where you know, the hair, hair goes on the, on the back of your neck and you know you feel it it's not a feeling that only lasts as long as from here to there it's the eternal stuff it's what God teaches you out of his word it's being filled with his spirit and it coincides with everything that he's preached and taught it's you seeing the life of Jesus and understanding what that life meant what it did and being able to hallelujah being able to meet Him at the cross, realizing that I stink. There's no way to get to God except through that. And I'm going to receive everything that He is and everything that He wants for me. I receive it. Amen? Amen? And then when you fall short, not being... Listen, when, when you fall short doing what we did just a little while ago, knowing that, that oh, those things, those actions that I took were of the old nature. That was the stuff that I should have had been nailed to that cross with Christ. And so now I need to go back there and just nail them back to the cross. And understand that the God who loves you, who went to the cross for you, will meet you right there. And then cover those sins again with His blood. Amen? And it doesn't matter how many times you go back to that cross, if you mean it with your heart. But here, God is not mocked. God is not mocked. He knows when you're playing. Stop playing. Amen? Okay, so that's where I, I'm going to leave that there for now. Okay, so we've got to follow the Spirit in every part of our life. Not just on Sundays and Wednesdays, not just when we're around certain people, but in every part of our life. Come on. Does it, then that, see, that covers, that covers all age groups, that covers all seasons in our life, it covers everything. Every part of our lives we're to be led by the Spirit. Now, let me ask you something. For students, for young people, uh, does that, is that, well, no, it's just when you get to a certain age. No. Doesn't matter. Listen, in every part, of, well, now Tony, Pastor Tony, he's, he's old, you know. He's, no. In every part, in every season, all that we are, all that we do, we should be led by Holy Spirit. Why? Because that leads to our success period. That's what His will for our life is. And when we, listen, when we apply His perfect will to our life, we have a perfect life. Now, a perfect life doesn't mean that we don't have any troubles on this earth. How do I know that? I'm smart. No! He said it. In this world, you're going to have trouble. Listen, how about the one who lived a perfect life? Did he have trouble? They killed him! His own family 
rejected him at first. All of those people who pledged their lives to him ran away except for the women and John. Come on. Are are you there? Did he have trouble? Yes, he did. Did he live a perfect life? Yes, he did. Hallelujah. And everything that the Father, everything that the will of God had poured out on him was, was done. It was received and it was followed through. That's what he wants for us. And then the end of it is glory. Glory to God. Right? And then we receive that glory that Jesus has. Amen. Amen. But see, to some of us, that's not that big of a deal. Let's be honest. To some of us, it's not that big of a deal. Well, I'm going to tell you. I I pray that Dwayne Haskins was born again. And I apologize for anybody. I'm not just trying to capitalize, if you will, for lack of a better term, on that. But the point being that he's such a young man. And he had, no doubt, money. And he had fame. And... But my brothers and sisters, he had a certain degree of success. I hope that he was born again. Because if not, he, he found out, lickety-splitting in a hurry, how important what I just said really is. And so why should young people, don't wait until you get to be old like Pastor Tony. And for those of you who are not very young, but you're somewhere in the middle of the young people and Pastor Tony, man, don't wait. Now. Now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want to go to 26. Addy, would you put that back up for me, please? Galatians 26. Okay. <clears throat> and every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. I, want, I left this here for a reason because I'm being honest with you now. I've been in the church for a pretty long time and I know a lot of people or some people or you know, relatively some people, a lot of people who have been in the church for a long time. And what I'm seeing is a tendency in some, that once they've been in the church for a long time, once they've studied the scriptures for a long time, they forget a little bit that they're just as subject to the sinful nature as other people. And they become a little bit, and, and you know, theirs is a, a self-righteousness, but at the same time, the things that they suffer in, you know, kind of the back, somewhere back there that they think is hidden or whatever, they, they forget about that. Or, you know, it's, they think that people don't know. But when, listen, when it's, this is saying this for a reason. Let us not become conceited. Don't be full of yourself. Well, I go to this church and, you know, and this, you know, this is a great church and blah, blah, blah. And we've got the, you know, with the heart of worship. We have the, one of the best preachers around and what are you going to do? Amen. Amen. No, no I, I live, you know, people around me think that I'm a nice guy and, or, or gal or people around me, they, they acknowledge and when they have questions, they come to me because they know that I know about the Word and, and all that. And this is all great stuff. It's good stuff. But remember, that's not about you. That's about Him. It's His Word. And if you are recalling His Word and you're ministering it properly, that's because of His Holy Spirit. Oh, come on now. Come on now. So don't be conceited. But there are many people who I know personally who have a, a who know the scripture. There are many people who you know personally. They know the scripture. But it, when it comes to exercising love, when it comes to uh, you know knowing how to handle certain situations, no can do. But if you say something or anything about Anything as it relates to someone falling or someone struggling with something. They're going to get on their pharisaical high horse. Don't become conceited because my brothers and sisters, I don't know if anyone that lived this life that wasn't untouchable 
as it relates to being tempted, including Jesus. But the difference between Jesus and every other is he did not sin. Come on. So don't become conceited or look down your nose at someone who maybe isn't as advanced or they're going through a tough season. They're going through a tough time. Come on. That might be you someday. Don't be conceited. But then let's look a little bit further. Don't provoke one another either. What does that mean? Well, I'm certainly not going to you know, be, be on a high horse and, and poke. Right? Or I'm certainly not going to tell you how uh, you know, our theology or our, our denomination is right unless God moves me. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not going to provoke you to, number one, do the wrong thing. Or number two, give you false doctrine. Or number three, how about this? Again, get on my high horse and to make you either feel lower or to put you on the defense. I got to tell the truth, but I got to tell it in love. I have to tell the truth, but I have to tell the truth. Listen, his truth, based on, listen, not my emotion and not just my experience, but based on Holy Spirit inside of me who's giving me, listen, who's giving me the words. Don't rehearse, don't think about, don't meditate on what you're going to say. In that moment, in that hour, Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Now I know that Jesus, in context, Jesus is saying when you're being persecuted, when you're being nailed about, well, well, why, wouldn't the same thing do, why wouldn't the same thing apply to any of us and all of us? I'm not a minister without the Holy Spirit. I may be a minister, but it's not the minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're all called to a ministry of reconciliation. All of us are called to be His ministers. We're all called to be salt and light. How can we be salt and light unless it's by Holy Spirit? Right? Okay, so we're all there, right? Don't be jealous of one another. Now remember, jealous, I'm looking at something somebody has and I wish they didn't have it. Nah. Doesn't do me any good, doesn't do them any good, doesn't do the kingdom of God any good. Now, listen, I'm I'm talking spiritually. This could be for anything, but let's just talk spiritually now as it relates to those who are walking in Christ, those who are fellow laborers in Christ, those who are saints among us. We shouldn't be jealous of each other. If someone has something, praise the Lord. Glad you're being blessed. Hallelujah. God is still in the blessing department. Praise God. And so I'm thinking now, hey, hallelujah, they got it. Maybe, Maybe God got something for me. I'm glad they got it. And man, maybe there's... Well, that's envy, Tony. No. That's, that's hope. That's hope. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. That's evidence. Proof. God is still working. And that's what you're supposed to be to a lost and dying world. Hope. Proof. Evidence. That God is still God. He's still on His throne and He's still working just as much now as He was back then 2,000 years ago. Amen? Amen. But here's why we can't. Why, Tony? Love. Because we have our definition and the way we live out love and it doesn't coincide with what God says. I'm reading to you now out of Ephesians in chapter 3. I'm starting in verse 14. Some of it will be up there, some of it won't. Ephesians 3. 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 16 with me. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be, straight, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. 
that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. How? Through faith, not a feeling. Through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love, rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. Of what? To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So watch. The love of God, the love of God, surpasses human's ability to know it. Right? So, so what is he saying? So the only hope of us knowing this is to give it to him, is by him. Faith in him, having Jesus by faith, that's the only shot we have. And look at it, it's he's saying it's imperative. We need to know this. And we can't know it on our own. Boy, I, I, hope I'm, I hope this is making sense to somebody because I'm not, I'm not getting a warm and fuzzy up here, let me tell you that. Listen, don't be bored. This is important. This is important. Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, not a feeling. I don't have to feel warm and fuzzy. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints which is length and depth and height to know the love of Christ with past knowledge. It has to start, what does he say? Rooted and grounded in love. So you have to recognize this love. That's where it all begins. Now, somebody disagree with me. Is, is, isn't this telling us that this foundation, this, this thing has to begin with love? Yes. Okay, I don't think that I'm going sideways here. I think that that's pretty plain, right? Okay, so now, here, that's important. So now I'm going to give you scriptures that you're all familiar with. Some are going to be up there and some are not. Just to go ahead and... So we're diving off the same platform. Okay, 1 John 3, 1 John 3.16, just part of it. By this we know love because He, Jesus, laid down His life for us. Okay? 1 John 4, 9 and 10. In this the love of God was made known toward us, manifested toward us. That God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation, the payment for our sins. Watch. It's th- God wasn't doing anything to gain our favor. God wasn't doing this because we loved Him. He only did this for one reason and one reason only. He loved us. Period. Regardless of the response, regardless of anything, because we know that there are ma- the, the gates of hell are being broadened. They're being widened. Narrow, hey, straight is the way and narrow is the gate and few there go by it, right? Isn't that what the scripture says? Come on, help me out. Amen? Okay, so God knows that there were going to be a lot more people that were going to reject His love than who will receive His love. But He still did it. He still did it. And you need to know. You need to know. We all need to know. If you were the only one that would receive it, He still would have did it. That's how valuable you are to Him. So stop trying to impress me, them, her, him. Stop it. Him. God. Hallelujah. All right. I'm glad we all agree on that. 1 Timothy 2, 5 and 6 say this, For there is one God, one mediator between God and men. One mediator. Not Muhammad. Not the Pope. Not anybody else. One mediator. The man, Christ Jesus. Who gave himself a ransom for all to be, listen, to be testified in due time. He gave himself willingly. And he is the only one that was qualified to be an all-consuming Savior. Amen? All right. Look at 1 Peter with me. 1 Peter chapter 2. I oh, mean, I'm just ready to bust. Yeah, I'm, it's starting... 
<laughs> Come on, help me out. Some of you are a little bit dead, a little bit sleepy. Come on, help me out a little bit. Alright? Okay, First Peter 2, 21, beginning in second half of 21. Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow His steps, who committed no sin. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Is God expecting us to sin? Nuh-uh. That doesn't mean that that's... Listen, you see what he's saying? Who committed no sin, if we're supposed to follow his steps, then that means we're not supposed to tr- purposely sin. Are, are you there? Okay, but see, I, I'm going to stop here because I'm hearing the bits and pieces and smatterings. If you have it in your heart and in your mind, I'm never going to be like Jesus, and you go ahead and you think, well, you know, for my little sins, it's just going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Stop it! Stop it! Because if you're settling for that, that's all you're going to be. That's all you're going to do. And when you say this, when you say this, well, you know, this little bit, that little bit, you're opening the door. Do you think that the enemy of your soul is going to be satisfied with this little bit and that little bit? When you give into this indulgence and that indulgence, you're opening the door. Why not say this? Be holy, for I am holy. Purify yourself, for I am pure. How come we don't lean on that one? Okay, just saying, I know that I'm not going to fill the church that way, but hallelujah, I'm your pastor. Hallelujah. He committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Can't, you cannot lie or mislead. You cannot lie or mislead. If you're lying, even a little white one like we like to try to say to make it not sound as bad, it doesn't matter what color you paint it. If there's, a li- if there's deceit, nobody says, Satan is your daddy. He's the father of all the lies. Man, come on. No deceit was found in his mouth. Who, When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. So when they were yelling nastiness to him and all that anger and all that vile stuff, he just kept his mouth closed. He didn't, have to, he didn't have to prove anything to anybody. So we get all, especially us guys, we get a little bit pumped up. We're not going to let anybody get over on us. No one was getting over on him and he knew it. And see, that's the attitude that we need to have. Ultimately, someone may think they're getting over on me here, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because everything that, listen, everything that thinks that they're over me right now, and everything that puts, they're going to find out later on, that in Jesus, I'm over all of it. I'm on top of all of it. In Him. In Him. Amen? Amen? When he suffered, he did not, listen, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Remember, remember, that was such controlled, what control did he, he had the strength. He said, I can call on a legion of angels and take care of this for me. When he was arrested, when he, he, he look at that self-control. Look at that. He could, have, he could have did it, but he didn't. Why? Because he knew it was God's will to do what he did. And that's what he went ahead and he allowed that to happen because he was in line with God's will. He put himself in line. Come on. See, and so for me, I'm looking at that. Look at that. And so, you know, someone wants to holler at me or someone wants to say something nasty at me and I'm looking about how am I going to get back with them. When When I was young, man, if someone got over on me, it would keep me up all night on how I'm getting back on them. Come on. Now, don't you look at me like that because some of you are the same way even now. It'll bother you and you're thinking about how you can get back at them. What am I going to do to get back at them? Come on. Okay, so now look. Younger days. That's a, come on. But see, 
Jesus had the power to even stop it. He had, and he didn't. He just kept his mouth shut and he, he, he just let his will line up with God's will. This is what you want from me, God. This is what's going to happen, Father. This is what's going to happen. Amen? And so now, what excuse do I have? The answer, none. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. See, do you understand? This is awesome stuff. This is basic stuff, you know, cross of Christ stuff. Very basic, very rudimentary. Yeah, but we we got to get a hold of this. We got to understand this. And we can't go to the cross of Christ and say, I, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And then look at Galatians 5 and say, well, that's, you know. No, that's the church. And if I'm suffering any of those things, if there's still deceit, if there's still jealousy, if there's still fits of wrath, if there's still all of these other things, then I need to go back to the cross. I need to say, Jesus, this thing needs to be crucified in me. Help me. Obviously, I can't do it. I need your help. He'll help you. Look at... Now, watch. So we, we see all of that is displaying the love of God. Jesus could have stopped it at any time He wanted to, but He didn't. Right? We see that Jesus, God's, God revealed His love for us in what He did at the cross. Right? Right? Okay. Everybody agrees. Okay, so now, Jude 20 and 21. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Let me pause here and give you some context. Now remember, Judas has already, he opened the letter. I wanted to write you about our common faith, but because there's so much false doctrine, there's false teachers, I've got to warn you about that first. Right? And he's saying what they're doing, how they're doing it, you know, that kind of thing. The things, And, he's, and he's, so he's instructing them, you've got to stay true to the Word building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for mercy, for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Do do you see what he said? Keep yourselves in the love of God. What does that mean? That God's going to stop loving me? Okay, so so what does that mean? Keep myself in the love of God. There's an implication here. Isn't it? Come on. I'm gonna. I, all of this stuff that happens and all of these things, I'm going to tell you, the, the, the Holy Spirit, I believe the Holy Spirit planted a, a thought in my head and in my heart like over a week ago and then during the week I was meditating on him about Adam in the garden. And, you know, it's, we know that Adam had a relationship with God, right? And then during the week, and then even yesterday, I, I can't remember yesterday, the day before. Anyway, regardless, just bear with me. I said to Michelle, man, I really think the Lord is leading me somewhere, and I'm not sure how this is all supposed to play out, but I really believe that the Lord is nudging me on something. And so I told her, and she, <laughs> in the Michelle fashion, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's not moved. She, okay, big deal. That kind of thing. <laughs> but, at the same time, then there's also some wisdom that the Lord imparts. And so then later on through our conversation, uh, Michelle said to me, you know, I think this year around, I, I want to watch The Passion of the Christ again. And I said, I don't want to, and I've said that from the first time I've ever seen the movie, I don't want to see that again because I don't want to get used to seeing Jesus brutalized like that. But Michelle made a statement. Michelle made a statement, and it was so true to me. She said, Sometimes 
we need to be reminded. Sometimes we need to be reminded how brutally He suffered. Then maybe we can realize how much He loves us. Okay? So now watch. If someone was so brutally beaten and, and just beyond recognition like that and murdered... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If someone was so brutally beaten and someone was so tortured and died like that, <clears throat> for me to come to Him, to, for Him to pay for my sin, why would He want to trash me or get rid of me the first time I make a mistake? Well, we know the answer to that. That's not it. So when I come upon a scripture like that, you know, remain in His love. Well, what does that mean exactly? Does, again, does that mean, he, again, that, that there's, there's something that I'm going to do that's going to make Him stop loving me? And no, and so that's why I think this brings me to, to Adam and, and I think this helped me to bring this together by Holy Spirit. Listen. Listen to me. We know that Adam walked and talked with God. It said Adam was created and God said it's not good for the man to be alone he started making the animals. And God brought all of the... And He commanded Adam some things, right? But God brought all of the animals before Adam. It says this in the scripture, uh, Genesis chapter 2. It says He brought all the animals before Adam to see what He would name them. And so Adam named all the animals. There was, Adam was created with some kind of... He was created, we know, with certainly some spiritual... Uh, attributes. He was created an eternal being, right? But he also had an intellect. He was created with an intellect. Why? Because it doesn't say that God had to change the names. That's a silly name, Adam. Let's do something different. But my brothers and sisters, and, and this is what I said. So now Adam did that and then God saw all of the things that he created and he knew that he was going to have to create something else because he knew that there wasn't anything that would, was Adam's equal. And he also knew, obviously, that there was going to be procreation. And so there had to be that, that being that fulfilled those needs. Amen? So we know what it says. He caused a deep sleep to come on Adam. And we covered this last week, by the way. And so took a rib Adam. And then he, he let Adam name Eve. I'm going to call her woman because she was taken out of man. So Adam had this acumen. He had wisdom. He had an understanding. He had spiritual understanding. He had, listen, he had an intellect. He had wisdom. Where did he get it? God. God. So now, my brothers and sisters, God puts Adam in the garden, this beautiful garden, and I think the garden is all about a place where Adam and God could meet. That's really what this God, what made this garden the best. That's what made this garden Eden, right? Is because that's where he met with God. And they would meet on the cooler day. So I, I talked to Michelle and she looks at me like I'm some kind of a weirdo. And I'm saying, I wonder what that would have been like. I wonder what kind of conversations or how that fellowship went. I don't know how God appeared to him because we know that God is spirit and you can't see his spirit and no one could look upon God and live. So we know God had to take some kind of a form that Adam could associate with and Adam was being fed by enough to the extent that there was a relationship. There was relationship there, Right? Everybody, okay, I'm not going hog wild here, okay? That has to be so. 
So they're walking. I, I, so I wonder, what, what could have... I, I could imagine... I'm just imagining. This isn't thus saith the Lord. I'm not trying to tell anybody that Holy Spirit told me this. And here, no. I'm imagining. This is out of my own imagination. They, that God speaking to Adam, when I created this bird, look at that bird. Do you see the colors? That's why I gave that bird those colors. Or, Adam, there's going to be a certain time of year when that bird will do this. There's going to be a certain time of year. Adam, you see that? That cow. That cow. There's going to be, there's going to be a certain time of year. And you know what? By the way, there's going to be, that animal will give milk someday that will be good to drink. Or whatever. Adam, see that tree right there? There's going to be a certain time of the year where it's going to be beautiful. This one's going to turn red. It's going to turn red because of the things that it's drawing out of the earth. And I've made that tree to do this. You see that tree over there, Adam? That tree will never lose its leaves. It will never lose its color. It's always going to be this. Adam, do you see that? But he did talk to him about trees and he said, this tree right here, don't touch. So he gave them all of this information and, and and, and all of the information and all of these blessings and all of this... It came from this, this relationship because God loved him. And there was relationship. And God loved him so much, he said, listen, I'm going to create this other, right? For him. Amen? So those of us who are married, or those of us who are contemplating marriage, or those of us who look for marriage in the future, understand something. That's not to be taken lightly. It's not to be taken lightly. In our culture, and please hear me, I know I'm saying that I, I didn't plan on this. In our culture, it's become so kind of, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, it's not that big of a deal. If, I, if, if this don't work out, I'll just move on. Or, you know, maybe we'll just live together for a while because then we'll find out if it's really worth it and all. Come on, man. That's not what he intended, Right? He intended that there was going to be this certain one that you were that I was supposed to be with, and that was Michelle. Thank God she found me. There was those certain that are supposed to be together that God had planned out. Right? Come on. Okay, and that listen, that's important. Why? And see, if we're in a relationship with God, if we're in a relationship with God, then we have to count on that. And we have to look to that. Young people, don't look at this date, that date, the other date. Man, if you're dating somebody, man, if that person is not born again, you're wasting your time. Well, I'm going to make them born again. No, you're not. Stop that. Stop it. Stop. And, and I'm not just picking on any... Older people suffer the same thing. Older people are suffering the same thing. I've testified to you of those things that happen that way. People that have been older and have come to me and I'm... Come on. So, what's my point? My point, my brothers, my sisters, my brothers, my sisters is, listen, God in relationship with Adam, He wanted the best for Adam. He had a perfect plan for Adam. And there's this love relationship. And He's telling Adam, okay, all of these things are for you. Take dominion over it. Subdue it. There's only one thing that I'm cautioning you against. And when you do this, you're going to die. In that day when you do this, you will die. Now, Eve gets deceived. 
Adam just flat out disobeys. Which worse? Both. So my brothers and sisters, look. <clears throat> what did Eve get? How did Eve get deceived? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Let's go back to Galatians chapter 5. What is the Holy Spirit warning the church about? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Same. It's the same, isn't it? My brothers and sisters, I know this is such a simplistic, you know, maybe even a, a rudimentary so simplistic, but think about that for a moment. So watch. When God came down, Adam and Eve, what did they do? They ran away. And they covered themselves. Did God say, get away from me, I'm going to do it? No. They did it. Why? Because they, listen, they left His love. Now, did God destroy them? No. He just said, okay, what I told you was going to happen, now happened. Now it happened. Right? And that moment, God still, what did He do? God gave them skins. He slayed animals to cover so that the blood was spilled without the remission, right? Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So God went ahead and He satisfied His own wrath, killed animals, covered them, their shame, with the animal skins. And that's how Abel knew what to do, right? Generation. Okay, this is kind of boring, isn't it? Because I could tell by... No, my brothers and sisters, listen. Stay stay in His love. Stay in His love. How do we stay in His love? So glad you asked. 2 Thessalonians. The Lord is faithful. In chapter 3, beginning verse 3. The Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, both that you do and will to do the things we command you. Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into into the patience of Christ. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which you have received from us. This is just one of the many things. Just one of the many things. Let me go back. Direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. Direct my heart into... See, listen. I can't, under, I can't understand the love of God, but He's trying to make me understand it. He did that at the cross. Remember where we started, right? He did it at the cross. He showed me how, how much He loves me. And He showed me what that love look like, looks like. It's a life that's lived for others, not for myself. But I can't fully understand that. But He says in um, Acts... Romans, he shed the love of God abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So when we receive Holy Spirit, that's Acts, and, it's Acts I mean, I'm sorry, it's Romans chapter 5. So we receive the love of God when we receive Holy Spirit, but we have to act on it. We have to exercise it. Right? Direct my hearts into the love of God. So now listen, Make it my goal, my purpose to understand fully what the love of God is. I have a start to that. Jesus showed me that. And then not just in his death, but also in his life. The apostles showed me that. The Bible testifies of that. 
So is my, listen, am I trying to live that out now? I'm trying, I'm understanding this love of God a little bit more. Why? Jesus showed it to me, both in his death and in his life. The apostles, they lived lives of sacrifice. You see the disciples giving up, even disciples that weren't apostles, giving up their lives for God. You see them submitting to God. In fact, Jesus said this, if you love me, if you love me, do what I ask you to do. Then in 1 John, John says all the time, if you want to find out about love, just read 1 John. That's, it's all about love. And it's all about, listen, if you love me, then you'll love your neighbor. You'll love your brother. Right? And if you say that you love me and you can't love your brother, then you don't love me. And then he also says, that's how you know that you love me, is when you love your brother. So watch, so, so what the heck are you saying? My brothers and sisters, remember, living after the Spirit, the first thing that's mentioned, the fruit of the Spirit, is love. Yes. And everything, and that's the foundation, that's where we're rooted and grounded, in love. If we don't have that, we have nothing. Amen. It's got to be about love. So watch, no longer, look at, no longer living my life for myself, but living for Him first. And then in living for Him first, I put others before I put myself. So what does that mean? Well, it, can mean, it means everything. It means, listen, it means that when some of the things that we've discussed a minute ago. Hang with me a little while longer. I know some of you are bored to tears. Some of you are falling asleep. I wish you wouldn't stay up so late on Saturday nights. It gets disheartening sometimes. I'm just telling you. So listen. Listen to me. This is a pastor speaking to sheep. Okay? Alright. So now listen. You see what it says there? It says that you're gonna, there's going to be some people who say that they're part of the church that you just can't be around. That you just cannot be around. Look, watch this. You withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he, rece- which he received from us. According to the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ, what they preached. You see that? Okay, so you might need to re- withdraw yourself from some people just because someone says they're a Christian. And look at if you're if you're with somebody, you're a friend of somebody, you're dating somebody, or, or whatever. They say they're a Christian, but they're not living this. They, you might have to re- withdraw yourself. Yeah, but how is that love? Here's love. Listen, love you. God loves you, but you know that's going to be a bad influence on my life. So maybe there's some things you need to get cleaned up with God, and if, if I can help you in any way, you know, let's go to see my pastor. Pastor Tony will lay hands on you. He'll try to help you, counsel you, whatever. Like, but whatever it is, can, if, if you need help, I'll help you. But I just can't do those things you're doing. I can't hang with you. Is that, is that so bad? You know, when you're, going, when you're around somebody, I, I've had this problem. When you're around people who want to say that they know God, but they smell like marijuana constantly. Or they smell like alcohol. Oh boy. I sound like one of them old-timey pastors, don't I? One of them old-timey preachers. But I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, how can you say that you have this, you're, you're in this relationship with Jesus Christ, but you're doing these things and you have these issues? I'm not saying that God doesn't love you. But listen, I'm saying to you, maybe you don't think you have what you have. You should be, listen, not drunk with wine, not influencing your mind on anything else, but be being filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're being filled with the Holy Ghost, then these things aren't necessary anymore. Man, oh man. Are, are you with me? Am I the only one getting... Hallelujah. Do you, do you see? Because listen, here's what I'm longing for. I'm longing for a church that when He sounds the alarm, when He calls, when that trumpet sounds, we all go. Amen. We all go. Amen. 
and we don't have to, and you don't have to leave here, or you don't have to put your head on the pillow tonight and wonder, man, if I would read my last bet, uh, I wonder where I'll go. Will, will I go to heaven? Or if he if he sounds the trumpet, will, am I going to hear it? Uh, my brothers and sisters, you could be confident. How confident? Not confidence in yourself, but confidence in Him, and confident enough in Him so that you will lay yourself out there. Does anybody understand what I just said? That you would lay yourself out there. That you would go ahead and take the risk of, of helping somebody, having someone's good put before your own. Giving somebody uh, what you have in your pocket, even though you're not sure where your next bill is going to be paid. And I'm not asking you to drop money in the box. You understand what I'm saying to you. Man, I'm, I'm crying. I'm, I'm, uh, are you hearing me? My brothers and my sisters, I'm begging you. Hear this word. Let this word go down in your heart. And listen, let's make it to heaven. Let's hear the sound of the trumpet together. Right? Amen? Let's, let's do that. Hallelujah. But while we're still here, we can enjoy more fellowship of the Holy Spirit. More comfort in His word. More of this zisboom ba that I crave, that I want. I want people to be confident that when they come in here, they're going to be around a group of people where the love is so strong, where the Lord is at work, where His Spirit is welcome and His Spirit is working because they love so much that you could bring a sick person in here and the elders, not Tony, the elders of the church will pray and that person will be healed. Hallelujah! Not maybe, yes! I know some, please, Pastor, I've got this person in the hospital. Will you come and pray? Yes. I'm going to call Luke, Steve, Catherine. I'm going to call somebody. We're going to go to the hospital. We've got to pray for somebody. And they know that they know that when we go, it's not us. It's God with us. Hallelujah. This, these are the things that the church has. When they're rooted and grounded in love. When that foundation is love. When we recognize, hallelujah, we recognize what Jesus did on that cross. And we receive it with our whole hearts and say, okay, Lord, I want to be like you now. But we dabble. A little bit here, a little bit there, and then things don't work, so we give up. No more giving up. No more giving up. You prayed a prayer earlier. You're clean. So now let's walk out of here, my brothers and sisters, with confidence, not in ourselves, but confidence that He's cleaned us. Confidence that we received a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. And now when we walk out of there, it doesn't matter what the devil has planned. Greater as He was in me than He was in the world. Hallelujah. Can somebody just receive that, please? Stand with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Father, I love you. Father, you know the the, the things that I struggle with, you know, everything that we struggle with. Lord, we've confessed and we've prayed. Lord, I pray right now that before any of us leaves this building, Father, that your Holy Spirit will again fill us fresh and new. Strengthen us, empower us, Lord, that we will walk out of here and walk in the victory that you've already provided for us. Lord, we sang a song. Even when we don't see it, you're working. Even when we don't feel it, you're working. Father, let us leave out of here with that confidence that we, even if we don't see it, even if we don't feel it, we're not depending on that. We're walking in faith grounded in love and the truth and Father we are more than conquerors because you love us thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for your spirit and thank you for touching us fresh and new now Lord grant us peace love mercy 
And let us be the light and the salt that you've required us to be. Father, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen.